Chapter 12 of Legends of Saints and Sinners. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tom Mack, Tucson, Arizona. Legends of Saints and Sinners by Douglas Hyde. Chapter 12 St. Peter. Preface An old woman named Bridget Casey from Bale Dirda Aben, or Riverstown County, Silgo, told this story to F. O'Connor in Athlone, from whom I got it. For the original, see Religious Songs of Connacht, Volume 1, page 192. The Story at the time that St. Peter and our Savior were walking the country, many was the marvel that his master showed him, and if it had been another person who was in it, and who had seen half as much, no doubt his confidence in his master would have been stronger than that of Peter. One day they were entering a town, and there was a musician sitting half drunk on the side of the road, and he asking for alms. Our Savior gave him a piece of money, going by of him. There came wonder on Peter at that, for he said to himself, Many's the poor man in great want that my master refused, but now he has given alms to this drunken musician. But perhaps, he says to himself, perhaps he likes music. Our Savior knew what was in Peter's mind, but he did not speak a word about it. On the next day they were journeying again, and a poor friar met them, and he bowed down with age and almost naked. He asked our Savior for alms, but he took no notice of him and did not answer his requests. There's another thing that's not right, said Peter in his own mind. He was afraid to speak to his master about it, but he was losing his confidence in him every day. The same evening they were approaching another village when a blind man met them and he asking alms. Our Savior talked with him and said, What do you want? The price of a night's lodging, the price of something to eat, and as much as I shall want tomorrow. If you can give it to me, you shall get great recompense and recompense that is not to be found in this sorrowful world. Good is your talk, said the Lord, but you are only seeking to deceive me. You are in no want of the price of a lodging or of anything to eat. You have gold and silver in your pocket, and you ought to give thanks to God for your having enough to do you till next day. The blind man did not know that it was our Savior who was talking to him, and he said to him, It is not sermons but alms I am asking for. I am certain that if you did know that there was gold or silver about me, you would take it from me. Get off now. I don't want your talk. Indeed, you are a senseless man, said the Lord. You will not have gold or silver long. And with that, he left him. St. Peter was listening to the discourse, and he had a wish to tell the blind man 
that it was our Savior who was talking to him, but he got no opportunity. But there was another man listening when our Savior said that the blind man had gold and silver. It was a wicked plunderer who was in it, but he knew that our Savior never told a lie. As soon as he and St. Peter were gone, the robber came to the blind man and said, Give me your gold and silver, or I'll put a knife through your heart. I have no gold or silver, said the blind man. If I had, I wouldn't be looking for alms. But with that, the robber caught hold of him and put him under him and took from him all he had. The blind man shouted and screamed as loud as he was able, and our Savior and Peter heard him. There's wrong being done to the blind man, said Peter. Get treacherously, and it will go the same way, said our Savior, not to speak of the day of judgment. I understand you. There is nothing hid from you, Master, said Peter. The day after that they were journeying by a desert, and a greedy lion came out. Now, Peter, said our Savior, you often said that you would lose your life for me. Go now and give yourself to the lion, and I shall escape safe. Peter thought to himself and said, I would sooner meet any other death than let a lion eat me. We are swift-footed, and we can run from him. But if I see him coming up with us, I'll remain behind, and you can escape safe. Let it be so, said our Savior. The lion gave a roar, and off and away with him after them, and it was not long till he was gaining on them and close up to them. Remain behind, Peter, said our Savior. But Peter let on that he never heard a word and went running out before his master. The Lord turned round and said to the lion, Go back to the desert. And so he did. Peter looked behind him when he saw the lion going back. He stood till our Savior came up with him. Peter, said he, you left me in danger, and what was worse than that, you told lies. I did that, said Peter, because I knew that you have power over everything, not alone over the lion of the wilderness. Silence your mouth and do not be telling lies you do not know. And if you were to see me in danger tomorrow, would you forsake me again? I know the thoughts of your heart. I never thought that you did anything that was not right, said Peter. That is another lie, said our Savior. Do you not remember the day that I gave alms to the musician who was half drunk? There was wonder on you, and you said to yourself that many's the poor man in great want whom I refused, and yet that I gave alms to a drunken man because I liked music. The day after that I refused the old friar, and you said that was not right, and the same evening you remember what happened about the blind man. I will explain to you now why I acted like that. The musician did more good than twenty friars of his sort since ever they were born. He saved a girl's soul from the pains of hell. She wanted a piece of money, and he was going to commit a deadly sin to get it. But the musician prevented her and gave her the piece of money. Though he himself was in want of a drink at the same time. As for the friar, 
he was not in want at all. Although he had the name of Friar, he was a limb of the devil, and that is why I paid him no heed. As for the blind man, his God was in his pocket, and the old word is true. Where your store is, your heart will be with it. A short time after that, Peter said, Master, you have a knowledge of the most lonesome thoughts in the heart of man, and from this moment out, I submit to you in everything. About a week after that, they were traveling through the hills and mountains, and they lost their way. With the fall of the night, there came lightning, thunder, and heavy rain. The night was so dark, they could not see a sheep's path. Peter fell against a rock and hurt his foot so badly, he was not able to walk a step. Our Savior saw a little light under the foot of a hill, and he said to Peter, Remain where you are, and I will go for help to carry you. There is no help to be found in this wild place, said Peter, and don't leave me here in danger by myself. Be it so, said our Savior, and with that he gave a whistle, and there came four men, and who was captain of them but the person who robbed the blind man a while before that. He recognized our Savior and Peter, and told his men to carry Peter carefully to the dwelling place they had among the hills. These two put gold and silver in my way a short time ago, said he. They carried Peter into a chamber under the ground. There was a fine fire in it, and they put the wounded man near it and gave him a drink. He fell asleep, and our Savior made the sign of the cross with his finger above the wound, and when he awoke he was able to walk as well as ever. There was wonder on him when he awoke, and he asked, What happened to him? Our Savior told him each thing and how it occurred. I thought, said Peter, that I was dead, and that I was at the gate of heaven, but I could not get in, for the door was shut, and there was no doorkeeper to be found. It was a vision you had, said our Savior, but it is true. Heaven is shut and not to be opened until I die for the sin of the human race who put anger on my father. It is not a common but shameful death I shall get, but I shall rise again gloriously and open the heaven that was shut, and you shall be the doorkeeper. Ora, master, said Peter, it cannot be that you would get a shameful death. Would you not allow me to die for you? I am ready and willing. You think that, said our Savior. The time came when our Savior was to get death. The evening before that, he himself and his twelve disciples were at supper when he said, There is a man of you going to betray me. There was great trouble on them, and each one of them said, Am I he? But he said, He who dips with his hand in the dish with me, he is the man who shall betray me. Peter said then, If the whole world were against you, said he, I will not be against you. But our Savior said to him, Before the cock crows tonight, you will renege, deny, me three times. I would die before I would renege you, said Peter. Indeed, I shall not renege you. 
when death judgment was passed upon our Savior, his enemies were beating him and spitting on him. Peter was outside in the court, when there came a servant girl to him and said to him, You were with Jesus. I don't know, says Peter, what you are saying. Then when he was going out the gate, another girl said, There's a man who is with Jesus. But he took his oath that he had no knowledge at all of him. Then some of the people who were listening said, There is no doubt at all, but you were with him. We know it by your talk. He took the great oaths then that he was not with him. And on the spot the cock crew. And then he remembered the words our Savior said. And he wept the tears of repentance. And he found forgiveness from him who he denied. He has the keys of heaven now. And if we shed the tears of repentance for our faults, as he shed them, we shall find forgiveness as he found it, and he will welcome us with a hundred thousand welcomes when we go to the door of heaven. End of chapter 12 Recording by Tom Mack